Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm really good. And the reason I'm really good is because I've decided that I'm quitting work and I'm going to go on national tour and you might ask, like, Sarah, what's your special talent? Are you a musician? The answer is absolutely not. But what I can do is amateur knock-knock jokes. And I wanted to know if you wanted to go on tour with me mm-hmm. for my brand new knock-knock joke tour. I think you've skipped a couple steps in our relationship. Like no, it- no, 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 no. No, I don't think so. Because you were supposed to be like hot boy summer and this has turned into like full on relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I know that. But like Mm -hmm. I've never felt this way about a podcast co-host before. (laughs) And I just want you to go on tour with me. Uh, Do you want a knock knock joke? Yes, I do. I got to see your talent if I'm to go on tour with you. You know, I mean, uh bumblebee 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 bee 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 bumblebee okay you know like a warm-up you know? oh i was like what yeah. you, is that the joke <laughs> no 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 i'm supposed to be i'm trying to warm up okay. okay i get it now like sally sold seashells at the seashore yeah okay. the... yeah i'm good i'm good okay knock okay. knock who's there lettuce lettuce who lettuce in to eat salad i'm hungry it's <laughs> a really lettuce forward joke <laughs> You know, big lettuce is really coming hard. I know. We well, today we're sponsored um by Romaine Hearts. Next yeah, week, maybe absolutely. iceberg. Yeah, if only we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh that joke, I <laughs> I got that joke from a stop and shop 
like catalog that came out back in like 2006 when I Is worked this there. Like the same thing as how you memorize the caress like shampoo yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't know why, but at the time I thought that that was the funniest knock knock joke yeah. that ever existed and I would just like tell it and laugh 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 and nobody ever thought it was funny but me I mean I feel like I've heard funny like my, you know my favorite joke I've said my favorite joke before I think it always gets a laugh and it's the uh oh. was it the aristocrats joke no aristocrats joke. no it's where does George Washington keep his armies where's that in his sleeveys <laughs> It's silence. It's a thing. It's not a thinker. His armies, like his armies, armies like, in his sleeve, in his sleeve. But then, okay, all right. It's a Cute. good one. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Oh. I mean, I really like dad jokes. So, like, yeah. I'm kind of easy to please. You know what I was thinking about the other day? What? Um, have we ever talked about like first jobs or like our jobs? that we've had like what we do now have we talked no, about no 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 not oh. now not now like in our lives because have we talked you about first jobs first jobs are just so eggy i know eggy is not a thing but Ugh. they're so eggy like when i and i haven't had a lot because i guess my first job ever was babysitting right mm-hmm. and i like was really doing the hustle yeah i like babysat for a family well, you, that you has, did tell me this because you got paid like pennies i got paid five dollars to babysit three kids trash trash <laughs> five dollars an hour what a bargain those parents were like this wow she's so dumb like was I, oh yeah i was manipulated her fuck. yeah yeah uh so that was my i guess my first job and then mm-hmm. when i was 16 of course i went out for stop and shop yeah and then i worked there for like seven years (laughs) okay but the thing uh, and then when i was in college uh i was at my first school i was a um like an uh an sa i guess this is no i worked in like an ra what is no no you know what i I think i'm just making shit up but it was (laughs) This this room that in the TV production and film okay. division that had all the equipment and kids like a Dawson or an Oliver came in and had to check out. Equipment. Oh, you would like sign them out the equipment. I would like sign them out the equipment and then put back the equipment. And I had like this phone that I would answer that had like the old office phone. sound which i loved um i feel like i was pretty good at that job uh what else did i do i worked at drew's family's music store okay i I think i did know that part yeah i did kind of get fired when we broke up but then I got rehired what did you get wait that's illegal you can't get fired because you or did you quit it was like an awkward situation. It was like it was they mutual. weren't firing me, but they weren't hiring. They weren't like. Yeah, you were like, eh, I don't know if I should still work here. And they were like, mm, you probably shouldn't. Exactly. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> and then also, like, I ate Thai food once there and my tooth broke. So I feel like the dental insurance was really bad there. Um, Workers comp all the way. <laughs> I did not take out workers comp. <laughs> and then 
uh then it was time for me to be an adult mm-hmm. oh uh once i did have an internship uh for was this it unpaid oh yeah it was definitely Schmuck. unpaid yeah uh and then i went out into the workforce and then i worked at a furniture showroom with like this crazy expensive italian furniture I feel like you've had a lot of jobs this is not i really was thinking that i did not have a lot of jobs i mean at compared all. to me i don't think and, and then how after many, that yeah. i went for that crazy lady that was like a you little mean to me poodles yeah that ha- i had to feed hand feed her poodles um yeah. cooked bison the housekeeper came every day and cooked bison on the stove and sweet potato okay. and i would hand feed the dogs this is ridiculous. It's a true story. This. I really can't. Yeah, and then <sighs> uh, and then my current job. So that's that's my life. How did we get on this topic? Is there well, jobs? I just want to know, like, what were your first jobs? Okay, so technically, my first job was um, I was in middle school, I think, um, and I we I like we didn't have neighborhood kids. Like, I was not a babysitter. I was never around young children um and but uh, my brother worked for a golden retriever and corgi breeding uh like uh duo like the the family dog breeders and he worked for them like he would go basically pick up poop in the dog kennels um and they had like a trip to go on and they had a puppy or dog that just had puppies, golden retriever puppies, the dream job for me. Yeah. Uh, like and it. I had to watch the puppies. Cause like when the, oh. when the, well, when the mom is in with the puppies, you have to watch them. Cause she could like squish one. She, you know what I mean? You had to like keep an eye on them. So I had to like basically babysit the puppies. So I would like go walk. It was around the corner. Like I walked there cause it was neighborhood. I walked there with my like, homework did my homework and watched puppies that was like my very first paying job I would say. and there was no way to climb the corporate ladder for that because no. i felt like that is your dream job yeah i loved the dogs on um, their house smelled they had a lot of dogs um yeah. but uh no that was like a, a every once in a while thing and then before i was old enough to actually work work um, I worked at uh, the local library. I did like a research project thing where they needed like a certain number of kids at, at a certain age. Um, and I did that. That what, I must have what been. Were you a test subject? I think I had to. I think they wanted us to watch videos and like tell us if the like what our thoughts were on them, like if they were influential, if they were good enough for like what they were trying to do. I really don't. And the library it. needed this from you. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know why I did it. I don't know how I got the job. I just remember I did it. Okay, I, but, it. I mean that's a little. I have questions, but okay, it's a little so sus. Then- it also took place in a really weirdly named town. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, and then um, yeah, and then my first like actual job job. As soon as I turned sixteen, I applied everywhere. There was a local grocery store, um, but I didn't end up working there because they didn't have any openings. I worked at a rest area um mm-hmm. and i had that job from age 16 to 21 uh five what did years. you do at the local rest area i started out at a roy rogers if anyone has ever been there it is like a old school burger place i started there as like a cashier right everyone switches mm-hmm. no one just does cashier though there's kitchen cashier whatever then i moved over and i worked at the pizza place 
Um, and then I worked at the Quiznos and then I worked at the Starbucks for a wow, fast food goddess. And then, yeah. And then I worked at like the, they called it the travel mart, but it was basically like anytime prepackaged foods, you know, like a gift shoppy type of thing that they had there. And then that was it. And then I left there, worked at another pizza place for a hot second, uh, quit there cause I hated it. Um, and then I substitute taught for a hot second and then uh, insurance ever since. Yeah. And then, and then in what part of the story did you hand feed two poodles? Yeah, never. Bison. <laughs> never. I, I mean, I fed some puppies, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah but, um, not but no. So bison. I don't know that I've had that many jobs. I feel like I could did less than 10 for sure. Probably yeah, about but, five. But like me too. Yeah. 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 Not a ton of jobs for me. Right. I'm a, very... I'm a keeper. I mean, I stay yeah. at jobs for a long time. I mean, me so. too. Me too. Yeah. Um, what did you, f- you don't, so would you say you don't separate ways with jobs very often? <laughs> I don't, which leads us right into this episode. Separate ways. Nailed it. Season five, episode 20. Um, I gotta say, I feel like I'm on a bit of a roller coaster with this season. What? Like this episode sucked. It was not good. I it hated nearly every like part it. of it. Yeah. It, it just all was, like, was annoying. It okay. It almost felt like we missed an episode somewhere because yeah. it was like all of a sudden. Charlie and Joey like it, they're like together and like he wants to date her and I'm like but you were a fuck boy like that was the whole purpose of your character was that you were a fuck boy something about Joey's vagina makes people want to like commit I guess it yeah. doesn't make any sense to me again this is further proof Sarah that the show hates Jen because they're like Charlie will not commit for Jen he will commit for Joey Exactly, because she has long legs and doe eyes, mm-hmm. and she's all these things. It's like Michelle Williams is amazing and spectacular and beautiful, yeah. and I, she deserves to show up in the episode. Truly. They don't even have the respect to name drop Jen or Jack. No. However, they're okay with name ja- uh, dropping Grams multiple times. Yeah. Put some respect on Jen's name. I I would want it. I would expect it. And were you surprised? Because the first thing we see is like Audrey coming back into the dorm room. And there is a scrunchie on the door handle. And I was like, oh, bitch. Okay, scrunchie. And like, there's no, you know, what was, did you, because you, you went away to college for like a hot second. Uh, I dormed for five years. Okay. Was there like a, was it the scrunchie? Was it a sock? Like, was there a method of like, don't come in? Uh, No, I think by that time we had elevated to texting. And if somebody needed time, oh, we just young. texted the other person to let them know. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I, I feel as though also we knew each other's schedules. So we would just not be having rendezvous with our significant others while Mm -hmm. they were there but um my roommate my college roommate did definitely have like guys over and like stay over for a long time it was Mm. a little annoying like i was basically boning like a few feet away from you I mean, probably, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it didn't really bother me. One of her boyfriends accused me of stealing his corn dogs, and that <laughs> bothered me. But the thing was, 
this is the stupidest thing so like i had vegetarian corn dogs because i was a vegetarian at the time and he so thought he you were taking saw his me. meat corn dogs exactly and he accused me of stealing You're his corn fake dogs. vegetarian who's stealing my corn dogs i said no they're my corn dogs i got them from trader joe's and then i had to show him the picture the container that said like meat free what I was a like dick I know. I didn't steal his fucking corn dogs. Were you, you close with your roommate that you could be like, listen, your boyfriend thinks I'm taking his corn dogs, but I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I with that roommate, I was. I think that I did bring it up. I was pretty offended. Yeah, what a it's dick. Like, I did not eat your corn dogs, man. Yeah, but Audrey respects the scrunchie. She's just like, and I, I love that Good she roommate. gives it. I again, uh, all credit to Busy Phillips. She's an icon. The face reaction that she makes when she sees it too she's like oh hey shall yeah, we get, like, get it get it good for yeah. you and we have this like little okay first of all it's really weird to me that charlie's laying in bed in jeans but we'll move past that yeah. um they have this like little back and forth where it's obvious that charlie spent the night because apparently he talks in his sleep and he was like yelling at his mom about taking his barbie dolls um and he accuses joey of like snoring and drooling and all that stuff but they very much feel like i i was not here for this sarah this is coupley bullshit it is coupley bullshit and i don't think that they are having sex because i do think that we would have seen that if that happened i I agree with you like why was okay i'm very confused about the whole situation because scrunchy on the door equals we're boning Correct. But when we go into the room, well, I guess it means privacy. To me, it means we're boning. I mean, yeah, and, that's the subtext. But and like we go into the room, Charlie is fully dressed with jeans on, and he is on yeah. top of the covers while Joey is under the covers. Yeah. They don't look like they've had sex. No, they definitely haven't had sex. But I do think that that's the Joey Potter way, because she is like our Virgin Mary, essentially. Yeah. And you I have go a- above the covers. I go below. That's a safe I, I wouldn't be surprised if she like separated them by pillows, like a oh, pillow totally. thing down the middle. You know totally. what I mean? I think that she was just reading to him because there was like a book next to him. Yeah. No, they weren't having sex. We would no. know. And the no. thing, so okay, now does the lady protest too much when she says because he is like she's like, oh my god, this is the best part about our relationship is that you don't know everything about me i don't know everything about you like we we don't we don't have like all this history together it's the best thing yeah is she protesting a little bit too hard about this i think that it is refreshing for her that she doesn't have a huge history with somebody but i also think that i don't know i don't think that she likes it as much as she's saying so maybe a a little bit yeah it's just a little i okay i will say i understand what she what she's saying in that like it is kind of not although okay let me let me refresh let me back up i wish this was the sort of thing where they were just like having sex and that was it um i feel like it's it's too close to the the relationship side where she yeah. doesn't want it to be a relationship because she likes that they don't know anything about each other. But also it feels very much like it's just a relationship where they don't know much about each other. I wish she was leaning more into the like hit it and quit it style versus the like 
oh, but I'm happy you don't know everything about me because I agree like that's refreshing that he doesn't know everything about her life and doesn't like look at her face and immediately go, oh, no, that's your angry face. You know, oh, no, that's your curious face. Like, yeah, he doesn't know those things about. Well, her. maybe they she thinks that that's what this is, but because she's not going to like have sex with somebody like that yeah it, it the lines are blurred like if i had to guess i think that they're just making out all day and just kissing mm-hmm. or all night and i i think that that's as i mean maybe he gets to go handsy under the shirt but i only feel like that's as far as he gets to go up, though not nothing down definitely yeah and it's like yeah you're right and you know what it is you know what else it is it's the perception of Joey is the girl next door. That's like yeah. literally like she uh, is that's the, the girl thing. next door. Yeah, you're exactly. You're yeah. absolutely right. The show runners do not want to put Joey in a precarious situation or any way that she will be known as quote unquote promiscuous because she's America's sweetheart, the girl next door, the girl that you see in the magazines and you want to like take home to mom she's not the jen character she's not the audrey character character who are more free with their sexual preferences and everything like that and it's it's not even just the show it's like the people in her life view her as you're the monogamous girl you are the girl you I do bring home to my mom you're not and this is why Jen gets like shortchanged all the time because the show and the people on the show treat Jen like she's like oh you're only just the girl I I just have like sex with and that's it it's I don't have to Mm -hmm. take you seriously and it's kind of annoying just because it's like Joey should be and, and Joey gets frustrated with it here too although I feel like she also is kind of leaning in um where she's just like we skipped a bunch of steps and suddenly he's obsessed with me um but you know we'll get into that later when they when they talk about it because we got to go back to civilization sarah where apparently very suddenly danny is no more um audrey pays attention to envelopes she gets in the mail under new management they have a whole new management for civilization and people about to get hired and fired all over the place holy fucking shit does this storyline piss me off um okay so number one we spend so much fucking time with Danny Brecker that I basically know what underwear he wears on a daily basis. And yeah. the fact that we spent so much time, like he's going to be a very great mentor for Pacey, but like maybe not because maybe Pacey sees like the worst in himself and Tony, not Tony, Danny. And the, and the fact that he was an up and coming chef and was building this restaurant that was incredibly trendy and, uh, like well established and becoming like the it place and he just fucking up and up goes in less than a year it just pisses me off so badly that they disposed yep. of this character that we put so much stock into and it, just, also, it felt like they were really making him into something and yeah. then it's super annoying it kind of reminds me with boy meets world like turner you know what i mean very similar eli as well yeah. although less e- less so less so but ejected without a goodbye 
Like, we didn't get a proper goodbye from him. And also, it really makes me annoyed because the whole reason why Pacey decided to not go on the boat trip, allegedly, was because he wanted to stay and learn from Brecker and stay at Civilization. And that was a whole episode and a whole thing that we had to, like, go through and discuss and deliberate on. And then, like, they're doing this storyline with the new manager which is so uncomfortable again uh it's just so fucking annoying it is so it's so annoying it really it doesn't make sense it really it it just is it's so pointless and um we'll we'll get into it because i'm sure we'll have very um similar feelings on all of it it, but it's very funny that audrey reads the memos and pacey does not read the memo especially Um, considering how much we compare you to audrey mm -hmm. and we know that you don't read the things that you're saying sometimes don't i choose not to read memos yeah memos, um unless yeah. it's like bored like i don't know like if it's bold then i'll read the memo but it has to be very short too can't be a long memo no memo, no why would memo. i want to read rules i don't want to read rules yeah um so then we have um charlie telling joey that like oh um our band um we got we have to go on like a go-go's tribute thing um so we're going on the road and we hit the road monday and joey is like I love how Joey's first like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be in class? He's like, Ugh, no one goes to class. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go on Monday. And she's like, wait, what about this is the middle of the semester? I'm like, bitch, he just told you he doesn't go to class. Like, he doesn't go to class. Nobody at Boston Bay goes to class, which I think is kind of funny because we yeah. haven't seen Charlie or Jack or Jen go to class yes. at all. And I kind of <laughs> liked the little wink wink that Joey had there. She's like, Oh, like that makes a lot of sense, actually, or whatever she said that tracks, essentially. Uh, I thought that that was really funny. Uh, So Charlie doesn't care if he gets incompletes or has to stay an extra year because in best case scenario, if this really takes off, then he'll never go to school again and he'll just be a rock star. Yeah. And so he says like, oh, you should come with me. And Joey is just like thinks it's a joke because obviously anybody who knows joey knows there's zero percent chance she's leaving college to be some groupie in a crappy college band she's just like this is my entire life like this is my dream this school is my dream and um and she like basically again i don't again it's really weird because i feel like the beginning shot unless they were doing it because katie holmes was like no i shall not be in skimpy clothing while i'm laying in bed with charlie like the way she says like oh well you're not leaving the second are you and she like takes him away and it gives you the vibe of like they're gonna go fuck i think that they're just making out and then to joey who is very once again virginal that's like so risque i think i mean if the show wants me to think they're i need i need listeners to weigh in on this because i'm just getting very confused as to they're whether not or not having sex see there but this is, is okay. no way and this is me not this is not me like trying to get points or anything it's just that i'm very confused with what the show is wanting us to think yeah because in my opinion right if joey was a virgin right let's pretend she hadn't had sex with pacey if joey's a virgin i totally agree they're not having sex here because the show would make it clear however since she is no longer a virgin and like Maybe, okay, this is not me saying that 
once you lose your virginity, you're going to have sex with anyone and everyone. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like, it's less of a big deal to have sex with someone because it's not like the, your first time. Like you've already, you've already had sex before. Yeah, totally. But the thing is, is that, I don't know. I think that we would know if they were at least doing it. I think that at maybe. least he would have been under the covers with her. Yeah, maybe. The, I'm the just like. The of the covers is very telling for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, she was wearing one of those really long cardigans that go to your ankles. And in school, I always attributed this to being the art teacher outfit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. Yes. I used to have, I used to wear those a lot in middle school. Yeah. Which makes me feel very old now. Yeah. I had one, I think in sixth grade or something like that. And I felt like I was an art teacher. It was (laughs) definitely a vibe. Uh, so now we are with Dawson and Charlie in Dawson's attic apartment. No, Oliver. Whoever. Stupid. Uh, No one, honestly, no one cares. Oliver is literally the worst and he just gets worse and worse as time goes on. he's the most annoying person in the galaxy. Especially because like somehow, Mm -hmm. by the grace of, of Spielberg himself, they were able to get another meeting with the guy they blew off so Dawson could drive to Florida. Somehow. Right, exactly, exactly. Somehow he is giving them a second chance, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And the approaches on how to tackle this meeting couldn't be more different because Oliver is very conceptual and he wants to. He wants to wear matching suits. Oh Sarah. yeah, matching suits. That it's like let's uh, maybe I can get it behind that because like let's have a cohesive brand. Right? I don't think I think okay. I think you think he means like let's both wear black suits with white shirts. Yeah. Oliver means yeah. let's go dress like dumb and dumber <laughs> with ridiculous top hats. Okay. Yeah. Zany outfits. That's but exactly that what Oliver is saying. I think you Got just are it. misunderstanding what Oliver wants because mm, Oliver is okay. has lost his mind. Okay. And then Dawson's like, actually, I think that you should let me take the lead. And Oliver's like, actually, I think that you should let me take the lead. I'm the writer. I'm the creative genius. You know, you get too mechanical with your camera angles and X, Y, and Z. And Apparently, Oliver likes to practice meetings, but with his family members on his own. Um, I mean, practicing interviews are not a bad idea. But not when, like, especially when we see the end result of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck were what you What kind thinking? of family do you think that Oliver comes from? I feel like he is, I think he's the black sheep. But, like, I think his whole family are these, like, creative artsy types. Yeah. But they're all just, like, way more successful. Entire family is. is a bunch of freaky fucks. For sure. 100%. They probably yeah. do wear matching suits. Um, <laughs> oh, no. They're, like, no offense because I know a lot of people do this. But there are definitely those people that wear matching Christmas pajamas. But the entire family yeah. from father to youngest child Oh, Even Adam, tack on grandparents. Gets a, gets a bon, uh, bandana as well. I can't. Do you like that or do you not? I, it should not surprise you that I hate it. I fucking can't stand it. It literally makes my skin crawl. Capitalism so pops off do it. every Christmas now yeah. because every store is like, 
But don't you want a shirt that says Mama Bear and then the dad can wear Papa Bear? And then- Why do people do this? I just want to know, Gen X and elder millennials, why are you doing this? I really think it's one of those things where someone did it once and then put it on Instagram. Yeah. And then suddenly everyone's like, but we're not a family if we don't all match. I don't understand why you want to all match. Like even twins that have to match are freaking miserable. And yeah. why do you make I want to be an individual do this? Yeah, like, I don't I don't I think don't the man in the situation is ever happy about this. I think this is also a situation where before you even like fully commit to your significant other, you need to sit down and ask yeah. yourselves, are we going to be a matching pajama family? Are we going to be a matching photo family? Yeah. Because if one says yes and the other says no, I'm sorry. You need it, to I don't end think it. it's compatible. I think you you're right about it. that. But I do think that there has to be people out there that find each other it's kind of like uh you know in how i met your mother it's the olive theory the olive theory yeah yeah exactly it's like that like you have to find your match yeah of like pajama people and not pajama i people. think this needs to be something that they put on dating apps now are you yeah. matching pajama people because if not then exactly. you just can't swipe the other way right I left i don't know i could not get drew to do that in a gazillion years so what man is into this shit i think it's the i i would say regardless of gender it's the people who are too tired to resist that's exactly correct (laughs) it's the people who are like oh all right fine it's less of a fight it's less of a fight to just yeah i'm trying to think like who can i ask I mean, I will would that- say fuck no. We'll never zero percent chance. We you talked think? about this. We we make we make fun of the people that do it. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, okay. Well, but, you, you know, know, but I'm sure there's a lot of really great, incredible people that are wearing a mama bear shirt. Yeah. If you are a pajama now. family, I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you're happy. Yeah. And I'm happy that you found a significant other that also wants to be a pajama person. Yeah. I'm glad that you found your match in that mm-hmm. sense. Yes. Yeah, so Can your you question? say the PJ word, but the way I say it? Pajama. I, I think it's so funny when you say pajamas. Pajamas? Yeah, pajamas. You know what I call pajamas most of the time, actually, in my real life? Jammies. No, I call them gym jams. That's actually kind of cute. <laughs> Isn't it? Got to get my gym jams on. And I call my slippers slippies. You got to, like, make yeah. fun words for yourself in life because life is too boring sometimes. And you just got to spice it up with gym jams. <laughs> gym jams is kind of, you got me there, girly. You got me it's there. Usually one. I upturn my nose at shit like this, but yeah. you got me gym jams. Got a gym jam. Anyway. Or is it Jim um, Joms? Jim Joms. <laughs> okay. Yeah, can me. you tell that I do not want to talk about this episode? I know all. it's trash, but we're getting uh, we're blah, getting blah, to a blah. good scene though. We're good to a good scene where Audrey is yeah. talking some sense into Joey. Oh yeah, she says, "Why don't you just use him as a fuck thing instead?" Yeah, exactly. Because she's just like, "Wait a minute, he waited for you after class, and now he wants you to go with him on tour." And Joey's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Wait to sing," and she's like, "No, to be his girlfriend." And it's just like Joey can't believe it that like again, neither can we that in one episode Charlie mm-hmm. has turned from like handsome bad boy into like love puppy it doesn't make any sense well i mean it is pretty ridiculous and i like that audrey has i like that she's like reaffirming like yeah this is like really really nutty 
And mm-hmm. but also she's like very enthusiastic about Joey just like leaning in and doing whatever she wants with him. Yeah, like Audrey sees it as very romantic, which like maybe to some people it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, like Audrey is just like, oh, this is a very big like yikes thing. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, you know what? The worst thing that could happen is you hurt his feelings. Bonus, he has feelings. <laughs> um, and I also really liked again, this is like a very small thing, but I really didn't like this episode. So I'm trying to find some of the stuff I did like. Um, I'm enjoying that this whole entire conversation is taking place in their dorm room while Audrey is getting ready to leave. Like, I just like the small touches of like, she's putting on her makeup, she's brushing her hair. Like, it feels feels very realistic. Realistic. Because I think that when you're dorming with somebody, like a lot of the times, like this is the type of conversations that you have, Mm -hmm. especially when you are in college and you're kind of like in and out as they are between classes or guys or jobs or whatever. So a lot of these things are in transition. So it does make this feel like a well-established. I do feel like Joey's dorm room is kind of our Dawson's room. It is. Our default. This is where we end up. And I like that I'm familiar and comfortable in this space. Um, So that's something. Yeah, I I do agree because I think – like I said at the beginning of this season, we lose a little bit of something not being at the creek anymore because that yeah. is like our base camp. That's what we are, we're familiar with. And especially now that civilization, which is something we've gotten to know as like a space, a place is changing. Um, it is nice that we always will have like Audrey and Joey's dorm room as like a home base. Yeah, in the attic until Dawson gets kicked out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so Charlie comes back with his vending machine snacks because apparently he's obsessed with Joey. Yeah, so I saw a Coke and a Diet Coke and I think like Cheetos. Yeah, or... you're a snack connoisseur. What do we think of Charlie's snack picks? Um, I really like Diet Coke and, I, you know, like people don't understand why somebody would drink a Diet Coke or something. It tastes legitimately better to me um so I'm a, I'm, you know i'm a coke zero bitch but i it tastes terrible but i, love it. I don't know I, it's just I, something in there yeah in my head he, what he has is he certainly has fritos that's what that one bag oh, is. oh fritos a frito bag i don't know what it's, it looks kind of like granola bars or maybe a hershey bar in the other it's hard to tell um, uh I, I do like fritos but they're a crunchy snack that's for sure i don't know i mean at a party i'll munch on a frito but like if that's not what i'm choosing from a vending machine No, but honestly, the only time you will have access to a Frito is that giant bag of chips, and it's, like, the last chip. You know what I mean? Like, the giant bag of all those little small chips. Oh, yes. The lunch chips, and it's, the like, the last one to choose. That's the only reason why you'll have a Frito. Nobody's going out and buying buying a bag of Fritos from the grocery store. Also, one other thing I noticed before we move on from the scene now, we recently had a conversation about your obsession with flamingos. I love flamingos. Yeah. Audrey has a flamingo on her side of the dorm room. Um, and it but, has a feather boa on it. So did you know that I also had a lawn flamingo? I did know this. You've told yeah, me this before. Sheila, I had this flamingo, this lawn flamingo named Sheila for a really long time. What happened was it was, I'm pretty sure... It was 7707 
because <laughs> it was like a really important year in my life mm-hmm. um that day and they at stop and shop where i worked as i mentioned earlier we had flamingos out and i asked if i can take one and they said yes and then i had a flamingo in my room for a while and then i gave my flamingo to uh my friend Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she brought my flamingo to like Burning Man. And I don't know where Sheila is today. Probably still at the burn. <laughs> oh my God. I think that my Sheila. flamingo might be on some substances mm-hmm. at this moment. Probably. Probably. You know yeah. what? Everyone needs some substances to get by sometimes. Did you think that this story was going to end with my flamingo being at Burning Man? No. Yeah, I know. Definitely not. I know. But once again, this is a true story. This it's is true. where the flamingo that is, went. And you know what? This entire story, much more interesting than what's happening on the show. Yeah. So basically, we have a staff meeting. Yeah. We have new lady, Alex, okay, who is like for- new manager, yeah. played, by Sh- played by Sherilyn Fenn. Who um, does she work besides this show? Besides the show, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I recognized her. She was in a Gilmore Girls for a few episodes. I recognize nine episodes, apparently. Um, she's like that, she's that girl who's like in one episode of every show. Of everything. Yeah. She for a split second looks like um courtney cox for a split second mm, i mean the hair maybe i don't know you know I, she was in twin peaks mm, um i don't i don't know i didn't watch it so 90s show but basically yeah, so she's what's happening girl. is that the restaurant has been bought out by a larger conglomerate and they're doing staff changes and in turn they are making some cuts and they have to yeah. interview person by person to determine who is staying and who's leaving and pacey gets mouthy as he does and he Mm -hmm. starts like huffing and puffing and then she's like we think that they're not going to get along at first because pacey does have issues with authority and does not like to be told what to do and he's also not the person that's gonna sit here while there's injustice and just watch it i mean we've seen him fight back plenty of times i mean most notably in my head is when that shitty ass teacher was terrorizing jack um and he she kind of is like what are you like the crowd appointed speaker of the house and he's kind of like screw you lady you're not going to tell me what to do not really but i think that that's what he feels and meanwhile audrey has the same thought i did with for someone who like there is a difference here where PC needs this job to live. Like this is his livelihood. He's not getting money from anywhere else. Like this is his career path he has chosen, right? He's supposed to be learning under the apprenticeship or whatever the heck of Danny. Danny leaves. And meanwhile, Audrey, this is like a side hustle, right? Like this was a, just a job on the side. She needed a job for money because of the whole um, she got fired from the campus stores. But it's more side money for her. Yes. And I love how immediately she's just like, that was the sound of the fun leaving the building. Like, she doesn't even want to work here because this bitch seems terrible. it really is terrible when you have a good thing going and then there's a staff change, like a manager change. This happens a lot in retail. 
there is usually a revolving door of management and or in corporate as well. And a lot of the times when new management comes in, it really does like ruin the vibe uh, and get worse. So we're going to see uh, who gets in trouble or who gets let go. But First up in the round of interviews, of course, is Pacey, and she brings him back. And at first, we think that he's going to get let go, and I was thinking, like, is this where we're going? Mm-hmm. But in turn, he act- she actually wants Pacey to kind of pick up the slack where Danny left off, and until they hire a new head chef kind of like take the reins and yeah, this is very interesting that like it's yeah. not even a permanent position she says no this is just until I hire someone permanent like you're just temporarily taking on this role and I do agree with what he says of like don't you think you should have someone a little bit more experienced than me doing this and uh and she's just like look you can just maintain the status quo and uh and yeah so he like agrees to this um and I don't know like I guess it's exciting for him but part of me wants to think like PC you're smarter than this like you first of all like we talked about this like civilization was a very like fancy well-known like hot spot um and it's very obvious that they're turning it into a chain based on what she said earlier and in my opinion i'm like pacey you got to see the writing on the wall that this is not going to go well but he's all about it he takes the job he doesn't ask any questions he's like sure sounds great i will take that job and that promotion it sounds like he's going to get more money so yeah to me i feel as though you only get put in that position when you are not properly ready for it when you're going to be used as a scapegoat a hundred thousand percent she sees a young kid she can manipulate and she knows that he's gonna here's the other thing sarah if she doesn't either and there's two things she can do she promotes him like she did or Mm -hmm. she fires him because if you keep him on but don't do anything, he is going to be the mouthpiece for the disgruntled yeah. workforce. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And I think that um, hiring somebody that's not fully ready for the job and like watching them kind of fail and winding up firing him also makes a statement to all the other workers. Exactly. So I think it's a really dangerous place to put yourself in. But He's 19 and he just doesn't see it yet. Yeah. It's uh yeah. So he he does agree. Um, he does agree to this job. Then we go back to Joey and Charlie, where like she's studying, he's just reading some magazine. Um, and uh and he says, you know, like our talk this morning, like it didn't go the way I'd planned. And instead of him saying, We're moving too fast, or like, hey, I get the vibe that like you're not into this as much. Instead, he says, maybe I just shouldn't go like because we're, you know, we can we could stay together. And we're all like, Charlie, no, she wants you to be the fuck boy that you were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, typically this is every girl's fantasy that a guy will, I don't know, want to stay with you, I guess. But yeah, not this guy. So I think that she gives him he gives her the creeps at this point. Yeah, uh, it's just like, 
I don't know. It's like he says, she says, I don't think this is a good idea. And he says, I know you have your doubts. I, you but... know what I think it is? I think that because they haven't had sex, that makes him like a little puppy. He until is they going have sex to and then he's going to fuck her over and run. A hundred and ten percent. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I need to know from the listeners if they think they've had sex yet. They have I'm not. Still... There is no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, no I think way. we would have seen them in a more compromising position if they had, for sure. Yeah, they're just kissing. That's it. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately, and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month – offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I I, I, get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also um, – I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf, and the the books that we got, it was, like, beautiful, high-quality hardcover books plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48-hour time period. It had twists. It had turns. Kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um, but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you can get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So then oh, we go to the meeting with Dawson and Oliver um, where they like uh, Oliver's like, listen, like he's going to keep us waiting. It's a power move. He's playing a game with us. And he thinks the receptionist is checking him out. Oliver, literally no one is checking nobody, you out. Nobody, nobody, nobody is even looking at you, Oliver. And it's not because you're ugly. It's because you're a fucking freak. Yeah. It's, this is so ridiculous. This is so stupid. She's just working. She's doing her literal job. She's probably keeping an eye on you because you're weirding her the fuck out. Because you're staring at her and she thinks that you're going to murder her. Yeah. Um. Then we find, we find oh out. Oh, my God. More tomato arts by Pacey. <laughs> he is only handling the tomatoes. And he always just puts the tomatoes on a sheet pan. What is next, Pacey? Is Tell me. them? What? 
is that what he's gonna do with them? Like, I never. I don't know. I only see the raw tomato slices. I need to know more. Okay. Well, anyway, Audrey got fired. Yeah, I love how she says "wench fired me." <laughs> yeah, the wench fired me. I love the word "wench." More people should use the word "wench." I think I'm very pro wrench, wench, wrench. Yeah, Ren- <laughs> not um, wrenches. I don't Pacey really like does wrenches. the thing that Pacey does best. He plays knight in shining armor. Yep. And he and I. This is such a bad move. This is such a bad move. He says, "I can guarantee you will have your job back by tomorrow afternoon." This is this is bad. This is a bad move. You can't guarantee this, but once again, he thinks that he's now the boss and like anything could happen. So Audrey is very excited because she needs her shopping money. Mm -hmm. This is very bad news for her. She doesn't have a job because she is cut off from her parents and we need shopping money. Where else is she going to get pink bandanas? No. Flamingos? Mm, Flamingos? Nope. Uh, Boboas. What is it called? Feather boas? Boboas? <laughs> Were you Bobo-as. thinking like boba? <laughs> uh, I think I'm like back on the snake train again. Oh, jeez. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk Please about don't. it. Please um, don't. Then we're really in the, the interview with this agent um, where Oliver immediately starts insulting the movies, movies. that this guy has made. And Terrible. what is this tactic, Oliver? Why? What are you doing? What are you thinking about? why is it just like to put yourself in like oh i'm like this artsy guy and like i don't really like big corporate hollywood i don't know oliver really is trying to like play the part of like a guy who has options when they don't have options yeah because he's like he interrupts the guy he's like oh we have all these other meetings and uh he's like you know what like um he, he just like he says we're young talent we're young we're talented and the guy's like yeah that's why i invited you here <laughs> like stop being a fucking idiot yeah it's and just he's Oliver's- like cut to the chase. he tells the guy to cut to the chase oh yeah and gives him a history lesson about where that phrase came from you know what oliver not a single person gives a fuck i certainly don't uh yeah so he keeps talking over not only oliver but also dawson Mm -hmm. and essentially he plays himself so much that basically he's like we are so busy we have so much stuff to do and he's like okay like don't let me keep you then like go off to your other meetings bye and the meeting ends and dawson is just left like what the fuck like why why did i have to join up with this fucking moron like what is this yeah it, i mean now you feel for dawson because i do I, again dawson has had a very good streak of like being fairly likable and compared to oliver oh my god like it's just like you feel like wow you really because it this is a, is a classic case of like someone like because Oliver wrote a decent script. I'm not saying it was like perfect. He wrote a decent script. Dawson made it better. Dawson brought the vision to life. But like in spite of Oliver being so obnoxious, he's like one of those eccentric guys. But he's not talented enough to be as eccentric as he's being. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So they leave. 
Um, and then we have, um, Joey like freaking out because, and also I cannot stand And what did they, what were they thinking in this episode where they decide to show Joey from Audrey's point of view and they just have the camera upside down. The fuck was this? Why? I don't know. Uh, it was Oliver that it was trying to be something artsy. This scene really annoyed me because instead of joey listening to audrey lament that she got fired from her job joey was being a really shitty friend and just focusing on her shit with charlie for the Mm -hmm. billionth time yeah and she and okay i love i have to read exactly what joey says she says i'm the worst kind of person because i suck these boys into my web Mm -hmm. and then i make them give up their dreams until they're left sad and dreamless and living in boston and i'm like why is she constantly talking about dawson (laughs) She's definitely okay. So she's definitely talking about Dawson in this moment. Talking about Charlie. Is there any way she's talking about Pacey? Uh, yeah. So everybody, every, it's true. Every man. Every, I mean, to be fair, all of the men she's dated are in Boston. I mean, facts. Yes, that's yeah. true. So, but yeah, the sad and dreamless living in Boston. Yeah. All of these checking all the boxes. And I love Ashri saying like, what are your dreams? And Joey's like, this is it. And she's like, "Mm, you need to dream bigger girl. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it's hard to dream. I don't even know what my dream is. Yeah. Um, And Audrey is saying the obvious advice, which is tell Charlie, like tell him to just go on tour. And Joey make Joey literally creates her own problems. Always. It's the most annoying thing. And Audrey's like, I get it. He has really nice abs. Like I understand. And Joey's like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. He's so obviously in love with me. Boo. (laughs) You know, it's so hard being you, Joey. Very difficult to be Joey Potter. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh gosh, I don't know what to say about this. It's just she's being annoying. She doesn't even ask Audrey how she's feeling. Yeah, Audrey got fired today, Joey. Not Why fired. don't you ask her about how that feels? How about you just focus on somebody besides yourself, Joey? How about that? Truly. Um, Pacey tries to convince his new boss to rehire Audrey, and she kind of is like, Look, I can't talk about this right now. We're in dinner rush, kind of get back to me at a better time yeah she says we'll talk about this later we have food we have customers um and pacey's like okay sure um and then dawson has a meltdown which honestly feels like it's been brewing for a while dealing with all i love it when dawson gets absolutely feral and starts just going off on somebody and it's been too long i want my dawson so angry that I literally see the veins in his forehead. I feel like when we um finish the series, we're going to have to talk about like our favorite moments of each character because yeah. I have not loved Dawson as much as I did when he was drunk on his birthday. Like I can't oh, think of a single time I've loved him more. That was the best Dawson moment. That right? was so good. He's telling all the truths. He's being shady as fuck. He's drunk yeah. and he's giggly. Drunk Dawson is the best Dawson not definitely not even a chance that there's any better version of Dawson. i mean he's a very fun drunk i've seen him drunk uh he's always dropping truth bombs when he's mm-hmm. drunk yeah we saw that this season too yeah uh, it's great i think that he calls oliver a piece of crap but <laughs> i i mean yeah that's not incorrect 
no, not at all. And Oliver's just like, listen, he was just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many agents out there. And Dustin's like, yeah, but none of them called us. He did. Um, yes. And Oliver's like, well, we're going to be like the Cohen brothers. And Dawson's like, we're not brothers. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to look at you anymore. You yeah. stupid idiot. That guy's never going to meet with us again. We have nobody else. And you feel for Dawson too, because he's like, he cares a lot about this. And he's just like, you ruined our chance. I didn't even get to yeah. say anything. You blew it for us. Yeah. And Oliver, in his infinite wisdom, decides when Dawson is angry with him after he fucked up, now is the time to bring up the fact that Dawson just got rejected. <laughs> yeah, so he said that, you know, you're calling me naive. Like, you're the dreamer. You're the naive one that chased a girl to Florida. It's like, um, excuse me, Oliver. You were the one that was convincing him to do it last week. Did you forget that? Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't have done it if you weren't like, we need to go now. Yeah, you're the one who pushed him to do it. I hate him. I hate I, him. I hate this character. They, every Bring me season. back Yui. Okay, I I was going to say, I will take Yui over this fuck. I told you I've been saying the entire thing. Well, so what I the fuck? Like they, Yui's they did it. big honking beak nose. <laughs> I miss his thin little lips. I miss him. I want I to just, come back. Even he had upside. Like, I don't understand. Okay, I have a question for you. I want you to make a prediction. I don't even know the answer to this, so it's not like I'm fishing or anything. Like I said, I don't know the last two seasons well at all. Will anything happen between Oliver and Jen or was that just a weird throwaway thing I think Oliver is gonna keep trying but if Jen stoops that low then there's there's no going back yeah there's no going back I rather her I, I don't want her to touch him with a 10-foot pole I'm just gross. hoping that next season it's kind of like okay we're done with Oliver let's get another annoying character Please. in anybody yeah um, then we're at the bar, Charlie and his band are performing and Audrey and Joey are watching and, uh, Joey says, this is so depressing. I can't even have a fling properly. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, cause you don't know how to be flung. I'm pretty sure they're drinking sodas as well and pretending to drink beer. Um, come on, losers. Just drink a beer. <laughs> come on, losers. Come on, losers. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> she's trying to say like oh i've never broke a guy's heart before they've all like broken up with me or whatever and then she says i did not intentionally break anybody's heart and then q pacey he's coming on in and he is being uh you know like very nice uh didn't say that he got audrey's job back but he is trying i promise trying. i will I promise. get your job back tomorrow tomorrow yeah. Uh, so and this is when we get the mention of the boss, where and like I feel like they're setting something up. Hate it. Get, like Pacey saying the question isn't what she like, it's what she look like. And Joey asks, "Bit of a hottie?" And Audrey says, "As far as older women are concerned." And Pacey says, "Not that old." And I'm like, I hate this. I hate, hate this. it. I hate this. So Why? bad. So Why are we doing annoying. this again? again? Again. Again. Yeah. And I love how to Audrey. Okay, so people people's ages are either their age or Graham's age. There's there's those are the two ages. Yeah, in this world. she says uh, she's whatever, younger than Graham's, younger than Graham's, but not as young as us. There's nobody in between that we can put like a stake in this. Yeah, yeah. How old do you think this woman is anyway? Like forty. 
40. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so then we get into this whole thing where like Pacey gets roped into the conversation of like, oh yeah, Charlie is now smitten with Joey and he can't even help himself, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Audrey says, listen, I have a plan. The best plan ever. What did you think of this? So basically. It was so dumb, but it was funny. For those who didn't watch the episode, she, as soon as Charlie walks over, she's like, and I, Audrey Liddell, will no longer be a fool of, and you call yourself my friend. And Joey is so confused. And she's like, I am? And uh, Audrey says, you've been sleeping with my boyfriend for the past three months. And both PC and Joey are like, what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So basically, she just makes this whole big scene. I do think it's funny. I mean, like, it feels very Audrey that she's like this aspiring actress. Like, she's going to put on a presentation, a production uh just like make like a a thing out of this but then it like wound up being kind of like a slappy cat fight yeah it it because what ends up happening is well she hits joey and then joey Joey gets annoyed yeah Mm -hmm. so then joey hits her back and they're like oh that really hurt and so then they start like smacking each other yeah my favorite is pc just rolling his eyes like oh all right fine i'll break them i'm gonna deal with this i gotta say that i do think that you would beat me in a fight i definitely would i i think you would first of all i'm not you wouldn't want to break your nails oh no second of all i have a height advantage on you yeah and i also think i'm you might i feel like you're scrappier in like the word fights and i'm scrappier if like there was a physical yeah would you pull hair no i'm not a little bitch (laughs) you just punch somebody (laughs) yes okay would you pull hair yeah probably (laughs) i am i just feel like that's a little bitch move like that's fucking rude yeah, don't pull out hair. That's terrible. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't go for, like, the – okay, here's the situation. If I'm in grave danger, you mm-hmm. obviously go for, like, the the easy, like, uh, punch to the groin if it's if it's a, a man with genitalia. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, okay. Um, But if, if it's, like, a fight where you're, like, you fucking bitch, like, you don't, you don't do that. You stay, you know, above board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally agree. um so then basically everyone's like cut it out and then the goose is gooped and then joey admits that she is not getting back with pacey but she does want him to go on tour without her yes so yay hooray it worked thank you audrey you saved the day yeah he's just like he he was very much like uh oh oh like mm-hmm. i oh okay it's one of those things where i think he just like was never expecting to ever get rejected <laughs> oh absolutely i think that he liked the chase and he was waiting for uh the pound town yeah he wanted to go to pound town he wanted to go to um, pound town so dawson has stayed behind to talk to this agent um, which was honestly a good move, I thought. You know, it it shows perseverance, it shows determination, um, yeah. a little bit of desperation, but that's okay too. I mean, we I have no problem with being desperate. In this situation, I think that I think it's called for. I think the desperation is, yeah. I think it makes sense. There's worse things to be than desperate in this world. 
<laughs> um, and, uh, and so he says, give me another chance. Uh, he's like, you take chances on people. I know you're going to, you like, you know, when they're going to be successful, bet on us. I've never wanted anything more in my life. It's been the hardest year of my life. I screwed a lot of things up, but I'm not screwing this up. Um, and Dawson says, life is desperate. Life is chances. You never get back. Um, and yeah, he can like tell that like Dawson is, is desperate. He has anguish. He has youthful torment, torment. Um, and, uh, he says, yeah, you can't fake it as you get older. It's very marketable. So he wants Dawson to send him his next project and he's going to make a few phone calls, put out some feelers. Um, and like, this is great. I feel like Dawson does a lot of work here to like go the opposite direction of what the fuck Oliver did. Yeah. And it just shows how capable, Dawson is in that if he was given a voice in that moment, then he would have done a great job to propel them further. And I think that although Oliver could be a good writer, I don't think that not everybody is good at everything. And I think that I don't think that all writers like sit in on business meetings. Yeah. And I think that Oliver should be taken out of the equation. Yeah. Um, in the dorm room the next morning, uh, Audrey and Joey wake up to the sounds of a cat dying. Oh, wait, it's Charlie singing. That's a little rude. I didn't think that his singing was that bad. It really wasn't. He's singing, I want you to want me. Which is the song that Joey sung when she was performing on stage. Yes. And it's like a very like soft version with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, and Audrey says, oh, it's so romantic. It's like that movie. He he makes you or you make him want to be a better man. Yeah. Go out. Um, go out and speak with him. So yeah. he she goes out there and they're kind of, I don't know, saying their goodbyes. It's so stupid. He's like, I'm going to be a person of substance. Good it's for you, like, man. Okay. Like, no one really cares, though. <laughs> some people might care this is just such a flop of a storyline like it's such a flop like all i wanted was for joey to have a little fuck buddy for a hot second and actually have fun and instead this the the fucking fuck boy turns into a stupid puppy dog i love puppies but not in this instance yeah not even those golden retriever puppies could save this storyline. Right? I will say, like, and especially because it doesn't work on Charlie. Like, we've already been told he cheats on his girlfriends. Like, he's yep. a bit of a sleaze. Yep. He tells girls he wants to do naughty things to them in the bathroom. So it just doesn't. These two personas they've created for him don't mesh up together. They don't line up. If you wanted a nice romantic, you know, sort of a thing, then yeah. it's like then don't do this don't do yeah. this this is stupid but apparently don't, he's or like for... yeah like you didn't have to do the whole thing with jen and then we wouldn't have been sour yeah it's uh yeah it's it's just like it's just, it's stupid it's pointless and like now he's leaving so it really doesn't matter um so he leaves a seemingly to go on tour whatever what a short-lived fizzle of a nothingness burger um then we're back at civilization where we have Pacey going in to talk to Alex about rehiring Audrey. And I really, really hated this. Um, she asks, how old are you? He says, 19. And she says, you seem older. And I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. Well, I'm not. And then she says something that I'm like, none of your fucking business, bitch. Where she says, aren't you a little young to be settling down? 
how the fuck is that your fucking business <laughs> it's I not couldn't. i can't it's not but she's such a freaking creepy ass bitch i hate this wench me too oh and uh yeah and he says i don't know how settled we are and she says but you are together uh and he says yeah and she goes oh it's a shame there are no adorable single men left in this town and i'm like how about men your own age bitch how about that how about that how about that fucking creepy ass professor and then you two fucks Truly. can be creepy ass adults together this show is obsessed with fuck you inappropriate fuck you. relationships hate you all hate these characters why are we doing this again it yeah. didn't work the first time it didn't work the second time it's not gonna work this time Try it for a third and you know what it ruins fucking pacey's career because he's going to get into a compromising position that doesn't make him feel comfortable it's not gonna yep. end well and guess what he's probably gonna want to quit his job and his career to get away from this predator yeah it this none of this makes sense like because she says like Oh, you want me to hire your girlfriend back? And she's and he says, yeah. And she says, we can work something out. And then she makes out with him. Bitch, he's trying to get his girlfriend back a job. What part of that means make out with me? And so he's just like, oh, we must have gotten our wires crossed. He's like being very, very kind in this situation where she basically yeah. assaulted his face. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, uh, and she's, are you sure about that? And he's like, I should leave. Um, so she leaves. And I'm just like come the fuck on why are we doing this again what is it about pacey that makes older women fucking lose their minds i don't know i think once again the show is like look at this this is our hot guy right our like, hot guy must get with older our, women it's like our hot guy that like has questionable quote-unquote morals because once again like we wouldn't put dawson in this situation of course not because he's our golden boy we wouldn't put joey well mm, well we did put joey in this we did position. put joey in this situation but still um but also it does it's different because this is the 90s and no actually forget about it that was a lost thought but i don't know it's all but, very annoying is the point i don't think um, that he's that irresistible he's a baby face still i mean listen pacey is like i i find joshua jackson attractive irresistible for no, no, a no, nineteen-year-old, he is not for a nineteen-year-old for a That's child. What I'm saying. Yes, yes, not for a forty-year-old woman. Like, how can you? You're you're literally in the city of Boston. How the fuck can you not find a hot guy to kiss? Tell oh, me. Oh, because she's probably gone. Not this is not slut shaming, but she said that she like can't find one. So like, she's probably like go to a bar. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, then we get, of course, Dawson and Joey must be reunited. So she says, he's like, oh, I was going to go get some food. Um, and she's like, hmm, like I wanted to see how your meeting went. Uh, he said it ended well. She sa he says, I think he thinks he might have an agent. Um, and she hugs him and she says, oh, it's a dream come true. Uh, and so she wants to go get pizza with him. Um, and so, yeah, so they end up going off to get pizza together. And I was like wondering, is there any thing to glean from her saying like oh dreams come true because she yes. talks a lot about the like oh like i leave them dreamless and sad and in boston mm -hmm. and whatever yep yep uh yep they are going to be kissing in one to four episodes yeah. so they're back together whoop de fucking do hooray for everybody i don't know what to say yeah i mean we had to trash jen to project uh a it's like 
we had to dispose of Andy to make a Pacey and Joey relationship. We had to dispose of Jen to make a Dawson and Joey relationship. Everybody is dispensable. It feels very much like we're ending up where we started the season. Yeah. Which is very frustrating because it's like, well, what did we learn? And the answer is nothing. Well, I mean, I guess so. I think that, I don't know. I guess I mean, who knows, right? We still have some episodes left. Mm -hmm. That was episode 20. Our next episode is episode 21. And there are 23 episodes this season. So we have three episodes left in the season. Um, So... Let's go over some feedback because maybe we're just being Debbie Downers. Let's see oh, what yeah. the listeners have yeah. to say. Um, we got an email from Kimmy. Uh, Kimmy says the show has lost its way. It's not like it's just bad. It's also not Dawson's Creek. This show should have changed its name in season five. And I would have understood some alternative names. <laughs> oh, she came up with names. Yes. Okay. I'm uh, ready. Joey's Jejune. Which is apparently means dry and uninteresting. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Joey's jejune journey is what she says. Oh. Apparently the word jejune means dry and uninteresting. And you know what, Kimmy? I appreciate the definition because I certainly didn't know what the fuck jejune meant. Yeah, Kimmy's, <laughs> Kimmy's got some vocab. She's smarter than us. Um, Dawson's driving do's and don'ts. Um. Okay, Solid. perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. And then she said... Um, yeah, so she said, don't eat ice cream too soon. Uh, do drive pointlessly along the East Coast. Yes, got to do that. Waste a lot <laughs> of gas hilarious. and time on yeah. driving up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also had to say, where in the world is Graham's? Hint, banging Cliffy Smalls. Oh, these are, sorry, these are other titles. Um, oh, yeah. Days of our Audrey Lives, starring Ooh, Audrey. Yeah. I mean, I'll take that one. Pacey's Pound of Cougars sure jack and jen we desperately deserve a spinoff where we talk about my suicide attempt and my abandonment issues oh my god let yeah like we need an entire spinoff to actually give jack a proper story that's the thing jack had a really like big moment last episode and then this episode poof i there is a possibility that they might have switched episodes around like they wrote and filmed it in mm-hmm. a different order in order to get the hundredth episode to be like a special episode that's yeah. a possibility but it doesn't make sense it's just weird um and then she said uh this episode should have been called thirst af because charlie and the restaurant owner are parched very parched uh, only three more episodes to go praise the heavens okay so i'm glad we're not alone in this that we both were like oh, I'm not yeah, feeling like, it. what is this what are we doing um, here yeah we also heard from joy she said hey guys this episode is another not so good one for me i definitely needed jen and jack the whole charlie thing is getting ridiculous no way do i believe charlie wouldn't go on tour but at least that's finally done although i'm sure you guys are sad that joey didn't just jump him but i don't think joey's capable of having casual sex Maybe she could date casually, but with all her fears and hangups, I just don't see her ever being physically with someone she didn't see a future with. Okay, so there you go. So maybe okay, so I think Joey is also saying she doesn't think they had sex. So I'm glad someone else was like reading that the same way. Yeah. Um, I do find it funny how Pacey teases Joey about Charlie, and then Audrey says something that I've always believed about Joey still having feelings for Pacey deep down, even though she was saying it as a ploy to help Joey break up with Charlie. But hey, I'll take whatever crumbs I can get in this forgetful season five. Oliver is hella annoying and an idiot, but Dawson's not too bad. He really is at his best when he's talking about his real first love making films. 
Um, that's fair. I agree with this assessment. Uh, Danny has left without a word and left Tamara Jacobs 2.0 in his place. I hate Alex. Like, I really hate her. Pacey's been doing well. He's got a job he loves, and he just opened himself up to being a boyfriend Pacey again and committing to Audrey. Although I feel like even when they weren't official, he wasn't sleeping with anyone else. And now this woman in a position of power, his boss, is going to try to take advantage of him? Fuck that. And the way she words their whole interaction, like it's all his choice? Nope. Pacey not, might, may not be 15 anymore, but he is still young and vulnerable and he needs this job. And the way Joshua Jackson is acting during these moments shows that Pacey's uncomfortable and not wanting this in any way. Ugh, the end of season five. It's a bit of a slog, but you're almost there. Till next time. Oh, I'm glad we're not alone in, in our feelings. Yeah, nobody's happy. Like, how could you be happy about this? It's ridiculous. It's not fun. Um, the, It really just feels like we haven't really gone anywhere. And it feels like we've kind of left certain characters just like back in the dust, sick and sad, Um, talking about Jen and Jack. And it's very annoying and frustrating. And I'd rather watch Grams and Cliff be like making out than half of this episode. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to know about their relationship. What what do they do yeah. for fun? Let that French twist down, baby. We want to see what's up. Um, so that was that episode. Um, do you want to know the title of the next episode? Absolutely. Season five, episode 21, After Hours. Oh, no. I mean, what happens after hours? Nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing good. Um, but you know what? At least for us, we're not going to be alone. We're going to be joined <gasps> by another guest. We have to complete the trifecta of... Todd, Lindy, and Adam, and yeah. have Todd, the librarian, on the podcast from One Indescribable Podcast to come on and chat with us about some Dawson's Creek. So Phenomenal. I'm very excited to chat with Todd about After Hours. If three episodes left to make it through season five. I got to say, there have been yep. blips that we've really enjoyed, but like we're really in a slump right now. This is not. This, no, I feel we like this is, last episode. No, but I feel like we're about to hit a really bad. Oh, yeah. Everybody's kind of being like, oh, good luck. It doesn't feel like it's going to be good. Like, I love a finale, so I'm really hoping the finale brings it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll um, see. Yeah. What are you up to? Where can the people find you? Yeah, we put out Speed last week. Uh, upcoming to your feed, we are covering Practical Magic for our second movie for Sandra Bullock Month, Sandy B Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. I'm still on How I Met Your Father with Adam. Um, so on PSR, and that's really great. And you can find me at Sarah Ferguson, and you can find us at Chit Nineties Pod. You can find me talking about community every week on Post Show Recaps. I'm also talking The Last of Us over on Post Show Recaps, playing the game for the first time. And then recently I guessed it on Poker Face. Um, if you want to go check out that. It is very fun. Peacock show has no right being as good as it is. Um, with La- 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 Natasha Leone. Um, love her. She's hilarious. She makes me laugh. Um, so go check out all that coverage. You could find me at the Just Sterling. And of course, like Sarah said, at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, Shit90sPod.com. You can leave us a voicemail. You can email us, Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Also, recently implemented, we now have a suggestion box. Yes. Where you, if you want us to cover something, you can go suggest it to us. We've already gotten a few suggestions. So we love that. Is it just on our website, Sarah? Where can people find it? Uh, yeah, it's on our website. If you go to www.shit90spod.com, 
uh, on the top bar, there is a suggestion box. It is, sh- okay, shit90spod.com slash P as in, I don't know, penis slash suggestion <laughs> dash box slash. Of I don't course. Know. I mean, course. I don't know. You can just go to suggestion box. Yeah, of course. It's also um, on our P Twitter. for penis. Don't forget. I mean, what else? I mean, pirate, parrot, Pringles. Penis. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank yep. you for telling everybody about the suggestion box. Please be nice and don't be like your mom's nuts or something annoying like that. I don't know who, who would, would do, do that. that. I don't know. I'm telling you. Ever since like, so like I have like a teenager problem. It's not my teenager, but like our neighbor's teenager is like playing with lighters on our lawn. Like I am just mm-hmm. so afraid of teenagers these days. So they I feel like truly are terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I can't understand that. All right. Well, that's what we've got going on. Um, Anything else, Jess? No, that's the whole thing. So we'll see you all next week for season five, episode 21. Until then, have a good one. Shit 90 shows taught me.